Minutia Man is up next. But first, take a listen to this other great Opie show. Lasano and Friends. I do this podcast. Really? Yeah, you should listen to it. Yeah. What's it called? Well, Lasano and Friends. Lasano and Friends or Lasano and Friends? No, it's Lasano. It's totally different. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. It'd be nice if Tony were actually here today for this uh, promo we're doing. No, I think a promo stands on its own better when the star of the show is not in it whatsoever. Wow. Are we friends with each other or just Tony? I'm friends on Facebook. Yeah, we're hey, hey, friends hey, on hey, Facebook. Quite, quite, quite. Well, yeah. Lasano and Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. So is this really a promo? How long are we going? <laughs> Radiomisfits.com. I'm Howard Sudbury from Back to You. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits holiday special coming this holiday season to opishows.com. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Have you seen this guy with the enormous head? Maximum efficiency toilets. Rick's brush with Bob Newhart. And we interview a uh, sports writer, podcaster, blogger, columnist, Paul Banks. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Man. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. All right, let me describe the visual Dave's doing right now. It looks as if he is catching a fish. Big fish. Uh, would that be like a... Uh, it's a muskie. It's a, a It's a 67-inch uh, muskie, okay. I think. Yeah. Have you ever caught a muskie? I did. I caught a muskie. We were at uh, with me and Michelle and uh, Uncle Dane. Yeah, Dane Placco. Right. We were up in, um, uh, not Door County, um, Boulder Junction. Okay. Dairyman's. And I went out, and we went out ship, uh, fishing, and I, I swear to God, it was like the third time that I put 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 the line, the real yeah. thing, whatever, whatever, into the water. Is, yeah. And like Dane had to like teach me, okay, Davey, what you do is, you know, I mean, yeah. I had no clue, and I grabbed a muskie. I am not kidding. It was like a forty-five inch muskie or whatever. Did you get it onto the boat? Oh yeah, we did. And have you ever seen a muskie? They're like little alligators. No, I've yeah. never seen. Oh, we were squealing little girls. And then after after that, and then we it was not big enough, so we had to end up throwing it back in cuz I think it had to be 48 inches or whatever. Yeah. And we were at the lodge, and the guy that we were talking to looked at me, he's like, "I've been fishing for 40 years and I've never caught a muskie." And he's like, "Wow." Yeah. So yeah, I've caught a muskie. Sure. Wow. Old man in the sea right here, buddy. I have uh, never uh, I'm not. This is going to surprise you, but not really an outdoorsman. I think that was the last, the first, and the last fish I've ever caught. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, too much sunscreen out there. You know, I'm more of a hunter. You know, oh, I yeah. like. Oh yeah, I like putting on the uh, camouflage. Going out with my the deer stand ten gauge. Yeah. Do you put the? Is that, is that a real thing? <laughs> do you put the? Don't you have like a perfume or something that you're supposed to put on to either? You know, if it's a manly thing, I do it. I'm, I'm like a man's man. I, you know, if I, I'm constantly working on cars and going out and shooting things. Well, and, and you've got that oversized monster truck tire. In oh, there. I got the you, big truck. You, yeah, you just put, yeah. So that's a, yeah. What would your monster truck name be? Um, Big Rick. <laughs> yeah. Big Rick. I mean, I think... Uh, that's about it, right? That's all I got. I think that would be yeah. pretty much. Well, speaking of, not that this is speaking of anything, you were very chirpy to me on Tuesday. I wasn't chirpy. I was sharing good news okay. with you. So I get a text from Rick, 
with your med, with your medical report. I, I went to my yearly physical right. with my uh, doctor, and there was lots of good news. Okay, well, why don't you share some of the good news? Well, for, uh, one thing I have lost two inches off of my belly. All right. Which that I'm, I'm very, not hap- that I'm not happy about. To very be proud of okay, that. That I'm not happy about. Uh, I, I'm down under the big one eight zero. So you know, uh, granted it's one seventy nine, but still, <laughs> yeah. you know, okay. I'm under one hundred eighty pounds. Yeah. I my cholesterol is like one sixty six, yeah. which is amazing. Right. My blood pressure is perfect. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at this text. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. and and at first I'm like. I don't know. I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, you're healthier than I am. But then I start breaking down the numbers. Right. Okay. Are you taking any performance enhancement drugs to get the cholesterol and the blood pressure down? Well, um, is that important? Really? Well, yes, it is. It's like you're all excited that you've got low numbers, but you're totally manufacturing by pharmaceuticals. Okay. I take a little uh, high blood pressure medication. Right. I take a little, uh, you know, simvastatin it, for, my, uh, for my cholesterol. What about gout? What are you taking for gout? Uh, I will soon be on a daily gout medication. Because of your... Because I have so many flare-ups lately. And then also you have a uric acid problem, too. I have right? a uric acid problem. All right. Well, you gotta, <laughs> and, you're always cup half and empty. You're, and, you're an ane- and you're anemic, too. I'm right? a little anemic. <laughs> so the only thing yeah. that's good are the things that you're taking drugs for. Well, no, the belly. Well, that is true. But, you know, I could totally lose 20 pounds. Oh, could you? I could. The, okay. I, I bet this time... In March, I could be 20 pounds. You know, this is the time of year you start saying stuff, I'm going to run the marathon this <laughs> right. year. But no, I mean, I, I seriously could lose 20 pounds. All I have to do is get off of my anxiety medicine uh-huh. and my antidepressants, and oh. then within six weeks, I'll spin into some horrible <laughs> darkness, and I won't eat. So there is no, uh, it's really not that. And don't think I'm not going to do that to, to show you either. <laughs> Between the two of us, we are keeping the pharmaceutical industry in business. Yeah, so That's yeah. our gift to America. We got a great guest today, too, Paul. Or Paul. My Rick. name is Rick. Yeah. But we have our guest, yeah. Paul Banks, is coming up. And Paul yeah. Banks is a writer, a sports writer. Yep. He's a blogger, a podcaster, and he's going to talk about his book, which is called No, I Can't Get You Free Ticket. And he really is a, he really is a tied-in, uh, college football especially. That's his, his specialty. He... Seems to know everything about college football. Right. And that's really a sport that I know very little about. But this is the time that you need to know something. It's the time of year. you that's got about why we're four weeks here that you got to know. Hey, I got something. Oh, wait. I think I have some uh, audio. Hang on. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right. What do you got, Dave? Uh, this actually story was um, sent in to us from a friend of mine, Elaine sent it into us oh so if anybody's out there that wants us to do a story send it to us tweet yeah. it to us facebook us yeah well, we take uh, contributions man who had character of, of himself drawn steals artists money but leaves the portrait behind for police <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at around at around 11 50 p.m on december 5th during the festival of lights event in downtown riverside california a man asked an artist to draw a portrait of him. You know, the, the guy sure. that drawing the wacky characters. Once the victim was finished, or one, yeah, once the artist was finished, the subject grabbed the victim's money and ran away, leaving the sketch behind. The bag <laughs> contained about 500 bucks. The man is described as being in his early 20s, uh-huh. okay, uh, about five feet, one inches tall, has an average build, 
and his head is about 17 times the size of his body. <laughs> Gigantic <laughs> nose, right. huge chin. Right, and the gap between his two front teeth are as wide as uh, the Grand Canyon. You may know his brother. He's the guy who robbed the DMV as his driver's license was being made. Right. <laughs> And I think his father is the guy who robbed the restaurant while the waitress was charging his lunch to the credit card. Or the pizza delivery guy who got robbed you know, when, when he was delivering to his house. <laughs> you know, but this is kind of a funny, I mean, I kind of think, I mean, obviously this is funny, but did you ever wonder how your p- police composite would look if somebody was, like witnesses, let's say you, con- you yeah. committed some crime, and the witnesses compiled what they you know and they the, the guy drew it right the, you know the artist don't you wonder what how people see you yeah i i, I think i'm gonna get fat <laughs> right uh <laughs> cheeks everyone says jesus your face is like 90 percent right. cheeks he was in his mid-70s <laughs> right uh you know i you know that there's been a time that someone committed a crime yeah. they're watching tv the news their composite comes up on the screen and they go, oh, come on, my nose oh, isn't that big. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly right. 80, I'm 67. <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> you bastards. Yeah. All right, I've got, a, I've got a story for you. This is about your favorite thing in the entire world, Dave. What would that be? Ambien? Toilets. Oh. Toilets. Like a good toilet, sure. It's a new kind of toilet. It's called the Standard Toilet, and it's made by a startup in the UK. Um, it's It slopes downward, a 13 degrees downward angle. Well, that cannot be comfortable. Well, according to, to the developer, uh, that's on purpose. They want to increase the strain on the leg, similar to a gentle squat thrust. Um, and... Uh, at, at, at a maximum, the company estimates a 35-degree downward slant would reduce time on the toilet by 30%. Okay, that's all I have now is the, <laughs> is the time on the toilet. So they're going to take... The idea I, is to sell to businesses so that their employees aren't don't... On, on yes. the phone, wasting yeah. time. Now, do you remember when you were working at uh, a paper company? Sure. I don't want to say which paper company it sure. is, Case Paper. Yeah, sure. Um, on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Um, you would make phone calls for our uh, Amish Chicago advertising agency, <laughs> you would go in the bathroom. Right. There was a bathroom off the warehouse yeah. where I, I could lock. I could lock yeah. the door. And I would do business calls from the... For like an All hour. the great entrepreneurs <laughs> do it that way. <laughs> but I think it's, you know, in, on, one, on the one hand, it's kind of sick that... That businesses are looking for a way to, to keep their employees off the toilet. Yeah. But on the other hand, I am a father... And uh, in our house, we have three toilets. And whenever there is work to be done, and there let's are. say the the leaves need... Uh, if I say something like, oh, boy, the leaves sure could be raked. All three of your boys have colon problems. Oh, immediately. <laughs> they scurry. Bing, bing, bing. Right. All, so they, yeah. all toilets are done. Right. The uh, chili you made last night, Dad, isn't agreeing with me. Hey, it looks like uh, we should go shovel the driveway. Boom, 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 gone. Right. Well, think about having daughters. I have three teenage daughters. Oh, boy. Yeah. Is that different? <laughs> well, they, there's a lot of bathroom time. Oh, okay. Uh, and, you know, I've got like two things in the bathroom. I have I have my sh- razor. Yeah. And I have my other razor for my... Your head? Well, my... Your my, ear? And... Yeah, a little, the, the, the ear removal hair. You've got one, don't you? Like, I don't, know. You don't have a nose trimmer? No. Huh. 
But those, I've got two things in there, and it's always pushed into the corner. And then there are <laughs> curlers and hair dryers. Oh, right. And, yeah. Know, I don't have and, to deal with any of that. Right. And and things I don't even know what they are. And, and you don't want products that I don't know what yeah. they are. And I've got the little bit of corner right there. Yeah. Yeah. They, I am not very high on the death chart for the toilets. But you probably spend as much time as they do in there. I'm guessing. Well, when they're at school, that's that's dead time. That's, that's, that's dead time. That's dead time. <laughs> hey, um, we, you know, we've got another show. Did you know that? Yeah, of course. Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview. It drops, I think, on Wednesday every right. week. Right, yes. And we are playing the, um, right now it's running, is the Zach Ward interview. Okay. Of course, Zach Ward is the um, actor from Christmas Story. The only person I've ever called a dick. <laughs> On the air or off the air? He was really. a great. He was a great interview, and the whole interview is running right now on our uh, sister podcast. And coming up next week for Christmas week, uh, the Extendo Dance Remix of the Jim Peterick interview that we did, uh, which has eight additional minutes. Wow, the found the found minutes, yeah, including uh, Jim uh, playing a, a brand new composition. Remember, he sang mm-hmm. that song for us. Yeah. Excellent song. So uh, be sure. Be sure to check that out. And you can subscribe to both of our podcasts on Stitcher. Yeah. Google Play. Right. iHeartRadio. Spotify. Yep. And Pandora now. Pandora. All, everywhere that you can get your podcast, you can subscribe to our show. Okay. And we have more show coming up, but right now. I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. We need to take a break. We'll be uh, right back with more Minutia Men. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, Ford gives new meaning to the title of Pony Express. Plus, we recall some long-gone car features that we really miss. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And friends starring me, Tommy. And me, Kimmy. And me, Sam. Come meet your new best friends. <laughs> hey, if you want to listen to our show, this is what it sounds like exactly. It's all about those conversations you can only have with your true friends. So come meet your new friends, Tommy. Kimmy. Sam. Right here with Ann Friends. Me want you as friends. Radiomisfits.com. I'm Mark Vernon from the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits holiday special coming this holiday season to opishows.com and we're back yeah, okay, your toilet is perfect it's not sloped <laughs> very comfortable thank you thank you uh, uh it's time for another feature here we go a random name pulled out of rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities mixture collection selection assemblage medley assortment variety time now for celebrity potpourri with rick and dave so this is the part of the show where dave reaches his hand into the jar pulls out a name of a celebrity and i have to uh, tell the story of uh, when i met that celebrity and at the end of the show last week uh, from the museum of broadcasting you pulled out the name bob newhart bob newhart um so here's my Bob. I actually have several Bob Newhart stories. Um, I think I've told one previously uh, on this podcast. But so here's my second pot of Bob Newhart story. Um, in 2008, when the Cubs looked like they were going to win the World Series, and we had just started this website called Just One Bad Century, um, I got the brainstorm in the middle of the year to start calling some of these celebrities that are big Cubs fans. Were you still working for Landecker? No, I was not. This was just for the website, just for Just One Bad Century. 
and I still had Bob Newhart's phone number from my days as a, a radio producer. So I picked up the phone and I called Bob Newhart. And sure enough, he answered the phone and we talked Cubs for about 20 minutes. He told me a story about 1945. When he was a youngster. And that was the last time they had won the World No, and that the, was the last time they were in the World the Series. The last time they were in the World Series. And he took the streetcar down to State and Lake. And they were, uh, the, the the team was coming in off of, I don't know where. they. That's where the, the team was. And they were all, uh, the crowd was gathering to see them after they had come back uh, victorious, having won the pennant. Wow. And uh, he, he just the thrill and the joy in his mind, yeah. you know, as he was saying this, um, it actually was the inspiration for starting to, you know, contact all these other celebrities and is now the the uh, inspiration for the book Cub Sessions, which is uh, published by Eckhart's Press, which uh, we decided not to write ourselves. We got uh, Randy Richardson and Becky Sarwati to to. Uh, to write that book for us. Right, and his, uh, Bob Newhart's is one of my favorites. It's one of the best stories it's, it's in great. there. It's great. And, and uh, Becky and Randy and I will all be at uh, the Orland Park Civic Center on Sunday. I'll be selling my book, Every Cub Ever. They'll be selling their book, Cub Sessions. Um, it's Both of them are perfect last-minute gifts for uh, Christmas, um, and I highly recommend you come on and stop by. Yeah. Right. And then Bob Newhart, my the only claim to fame I have, Bob Newhart, is his condominium that him and Suzanne Pl- Plachette lived in Yeah, was just down the street from where I live. I'm okay. sure it around. Cool. Not as good a story. <laughs> hey, let me open up another, or let me take out another. Um, okay. I don't even know who this person is. Arlo White. Arlo White, the soccer announcer. I still don't know. Okay, who. well. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a geek story. Okay, next, next week. Arlo White actually next week. probably next year, right? Yes, we're off for the next two weeks. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's uh, that's coming. It's it's a good story, even if you don't know who Arlo White is. But right now we have a guest standing by, so let's make sure we uh, we get them in. I've got some audio to bring them on in. Here we go. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Okay, joining us now, Paul Banks, sports writer, blogger, podcaster, frequent media guest. He's the author of a great book called No, I Can't Get You Free Tickets. And I'm assuming that title sprung from the constant request you get from friends and colleagues to get you free tickets to sporting events. Isn't that right? Absolutely. It's something that's... um everyone can relate to for sure that i've met in the industry and i've I've got a lot of compliments on the title that's a great Um, title i mean i've worked in radio for many years and for me it was concert tickets and everyone like hey man uh stones are coming can i get front row tickets Mm -hmm. oh yeah let me go in my drawer the front row drawer (laughs) right over here well, and I sold paper for many years, and I can't tell you how many people goes, hey, can I get a skid of 24-point code of one-side cover from me? <laughs> just left and right, Paul. It's just like, yeah, I got the forklift and back, asshole. Uh, so any anybody ever ask you for tickets that you didn't like and they're like, and that you, they only talk to you when there's a big sporting event coming in? Uh, hey, let's call Paul and see if I can get Bulls tickets or something. That ever happen? Uh, actually, I have the reverse. I have some guy who emails me all the time who I don't know who he is. Oh. And I don't know how I know who he is, but he knows me and he invites me to Cubs games. Oh. Oh. Well, that's nice. 
So I'll think I'll take them up on it. But um, no, no, actually, I did have um, there is a show that I do regularly. And um, the host of it was just saying, like, oh, my God, people hit them up for Bears tickets all the time. And how much that annoys them. And I thought it was really funny because, like, three months ago <laughs> my sister was literally banging the drum of yeah well he's got bear tickets go get bear tickets from him <laughs> i'm like no that's not how this works no that's not how any of this works so i did not follow her advice and i'm glad i didn't you know college football we rick well rick used to play division three. Oh, sure right before yeah. his gout his gout and his elephantitis hit him up uh, yeah they, they were looking for 135 pounders at that time. with allergies yeah uh so we're going into the college bowl season uh you know what should we wait be our be our television guy. i mean this is you you're this, this is, is your, your big gig. topic uh, college football and ultimately who do you think is going to win the 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 championship Yes, this is my wheelhouse. It's um, it's my favorite sport, and I see that the Peach Bowl is. I'm not too excited about Oklahoma versus LSU. I think that's a foregone conclusion. I think it's some ways uh, the Fiesta Bowl with Ohio State and Clemson is the real national title game. Really? So you're not um, a, you're not a believer in LSU? Oh, I'm. I, you know the Ohio. I'm sorry, Ohio State LSU will. I mean, that'll that's going to be a legit title game. That's going to be great. But I'm saying, out of the two semifinals, okay. I'm looking at that as I think it's the champs, the reigning champs versus uh, who I think is the best team. Um, I do believe in LSU. I do think they're very strong, but I still think Ohio State is better. I mean, I know LSU is the one seed, and I do think we're going to have a great, great national title game there. What about the um, other bowl games? There's a million of them, and, you know, I, I don't like to set aside time to watch unless I know it's going to be a good game. And, you know, I don't follow college sports well enough to know which ones are the good games. Can you help us out there? I do think uh, Minnesota versus Auburn in the Outback Bowl is going to be interesting because you've got uh, the winners of the Iron Bowl. You know, they've knocked, they just knocked off Alabama, the traditional power of the sport. You've got uh, Minnesota having the greatest season they've had since 1905, literally. And the thing about bowl games is you just, once you get out of the playoff bowls, you don't know who's going to treat this as a Super Bowl, who's going to treat this as an exhibition, like who doesn't care, whatever. But I just see two teams that will probably be pretty fired up. And with P.J. Fleck, he's so high energy. I'm sure he's going to get his guys ready. Also, uh, I'm surprised Notre Dame is in the Citrus Bulls JV game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, you're tedded too. I mean, granted, you know, we've only beaten a couple ranked teams. It wasn't like the greatest season by Notre Dame standards, but for them to be, yeah, in the Camping World Bowl and then Virginia, who they beat, who got absolutely obliterated in the ACC title game. Virginia's ranked 24. They're in the Orange Bowl, the slot Notre Dame should have. It it really speaks to just how silly the system really is. And that that all just came about because of conference tie-ins and agreements and whatnot. And it's great that we have a playoff, but the rest of it is just kind of chaos. But I, I would watch that Notre Dame game because, you know, the, the, they're playing a 7-5 and five Iowa State, but Iowa State has a one-point loss to Oklahoma they got a two-point loss to Baylor, who was in the New Year's Six. So 
you know, that's a really good Iowa State team. So that should be an interesting one to watch. What about our our dear uh, Illini? I, they're no, they're playing in like the Joe Schmoll Bowl or, or something, <laughs> or the uh, the eight track tape ball. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't even know who they're playing against, but I know they made a bowl game this year. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I made a tweet where I listed out four bowls, and then at the end I'm like, only one of those bowls I listed out is fake. <laughs> and, and a lot of people are like, wait a minute, that which one is it? Like, I don't know. And so, I'm like, you you guys didn't know there's a Cherubundi Booker Raton Bowl? <laughs> the now, liquid paper bowl. You know? Now, you are also a fellow Illini. Um, uh, Dave and I both went there. And uh, you've written a few times about a bowl game that meant the most to us in our lifetime, and this was the 1984 Rose Bowl. Dave and I were juniors at college uh, at at U of I when that game took place, and it was probably – well, first of all, Illini, they were Minnesota that year. They had gone 9-0 in the Big Ten, heavy favorites over UCLA, and then they got stomped. And there have been rumors – since that uh, since that day that they spent the night before at the Playboy Mansion at fellow U of I alum uh, Hugh, Hugh Hefner's Hefner. house and they party too hard and that's what happened and you have done some investigative work into this what yeah, what so- say you. Well first of all I want to say I L L I N I Absolutely. Um, And then I'm going to definitely show my age for every generation here by that was literally the first sporting event I can actually ever remember watching on TV. Wow. And um, this is what I found. I found that the stuff that was written in 1983 at the time definitely was more accurate because the stuff that was written in 2007 tried to whitewash it. And so you've got when in Illinois 2007, back, Illinois was back in the Rose bowl. Is, is that right? Is that this year they came back and made it? Yes. Again? Yeah. Okay. So at, with the, the newspapers work that I saw in 07, it was a bunch of guys like referencing the idea of the the rumor of the Playboy party and they did it kind of fun and cheeky and then I saw some stuff where they were saying uh, Mike White, the coach of that Illini team was trying to say like, oh yeah, it was no distraction. It was nothing. And they're like, oh, they just went to the, they went on a bus tour and there were no women around and Uh walked uh around for an hour. And I'm like, I don't think so guys. (laughs) Yeah. Think about a 19 year old kid at the Playboy mansion. Yeah. uh, Tell uh, tell our Mike White story. Well, we did a, when we worked at WPGU, we did a um, remote from at a, it was event, some charity event or something. Yeah. And Mike White was there. Mike White was hammered. He was I mean, hammered. He was just hammered and just not and hitting pers- on all the yeah. young uh, co-eds. Yeah. yeah. So I think Mike White is uh, is a little. Uh, I mean, full there's of it here. There's just no doubt in my mind that this is a true story. Oh, absolutely, it's true. In fact, I don't think. Um, we we can live in a world where it didn't happen. When I started to go down the rabbit hole, pun intended, to see what happened here, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought up um, somebody being extremely drunk because that is definitely going to be a reoccurring theme here. <laughs> um, when I when I did look at the coverage from the 80s, uh, first of all, it's hilarious to read 
how newspaper writers would would write about women and attractive women in that era versus what they do today. Yeah, that's true. It was a different time. <laughs> so I just like, well, you know what? You live by the standards of your time, and you adhere to that. You, you know, let the future generations they can um, criticize us fifty years from now. But uh, no, there's there is a photo of Jack Trudeau, yeah. the starting quarterback, where he's got a Playboy bunny on each side, yeah. and one each one is kissing his cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's recounts of um, the backup quarterback Ken Cruz and some of the other players. Um, just flirting with the girls, talking about like ones like, "Oh, hey, I was in Easy Money, the Rodney Dangerfield movie," and the and the guys like, "Oh yeah, I've got your centerfold, I've got that issue." And um, well, you know, gotta, you know, for, I, I'm sorry, you go ahead. I, I was going to say for these guys now that are in their what mid fifties, it's a better story than even if they would have won the Rose Bowl. Right. <laughs> you know, so right. That's they may true. have made the right decision to be honest. Yeah, with in the long run. Yeah. That's true. Right. Because then I found um, when Hefner died, someone took my article on the sports bank and they led a thread on Reddit, on Reddit college football that said Hugh Hefner cost his team a chance at a national title by throwing a party. And I'm like, no, that's that's not what happened. Illinois was five ranked five. Yep. They played a six, four and one team. Yeah, they had no Auburn. chance at the national title, no matter what. Right. And Auburn, who was ranked ahead of them, won anyway. And you're not going to get any points. You're not going to get a lot of major points in the polls by beating this mediocre team. And um, then I found I found some audio of Mark G. and Greco talking about the visit. And he was saying, like, oh, Mike White was known to be inconsistent with the media anyway so I, <laughs> that was it he was used you know gene Greco is using a euphemism yes exactly let's switch to uh, uh, let's switch to baseball you're a cubs fan rick's a cubs fan i yep. am i am not a i am not a i am not a cubs fan uh but i did look at some of your writing and i think it's i think you really had a great piece about being a cub fan when there's things going on with your team that you're not particularly happy with, and I'm not just talking about on the field, but, you know, Addison Russell, and then you had Chapman, and then, you, of course, the owners who are diehard, diehard Trump fans, or you're not, you know, so be honest. I mean, how, and I think all people who root for teams have sometimes these, you know, conflicting thoughts. Where do you stand on that today? I mean, how, um, how do you reconcile all of that? Well, they always say if you don't if you like the taste of sausage, don't learn how it's made. <laughs> right, right. But in today's world, you get like the pig slaughterhouse video of a live video texted to you every hour, pretty much. Yeah. Because these guys are not. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're having fundraisers for Trump at Wrigley Field. Um, you've just got Papa Ricketts, um, the father, Rick, the, the father Ricketts and the stuff that's come out in his emails. You've got, um, the one that's in the cabinet position, the other one that's in Nebraska, um, the governor. governor. Um, and you, you, you do have to ask yourself, is that where your money's going? And then you have to ask yourself like how much is enough and how do you, how do you compartmentalize um, I think uh, Jake Arietta kind of brought it home a little bit more when he made that uh, tweet right after the 2016 election. Yeah, about Hollywood celebrities going leaving the country or something like that. 
Right. And, you know, he only only Arietta knows is the tent. But unfortunately, kind of the way he worded it, there are some there are some hate groups out there who use a lot of those code words and phrases in different ways. He's probably not aware of. And then later when he went to explain it, I almost felt that was worse because he's like, it's not a political statement. I, I, I just want to support the president. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you did that with Obama, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, cause he, yeah, because he skipped the Obama White House visit. Right, right. Well, um, you know, let's I, I want to talk just about some general things because uh, you, you've seen a lot. You've covered many sports. You've been around the country. You've been international. Um, you've seen all the great stadiums or most of the great stadiums. Um, which one should we put on our bucket list that we have to go see? Oh, Liverpool, Anfield, of course. Ooh, okay. A little soccer rig. Okay. All right. All you right. talked me into lo- it. I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit pandering to you, Rick, on that one. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, no, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Like, that was really cool in that um, – when I was at Anfield, it was in the wake of uh, the new inquests um, into the Hillsborough disaster being coming out. So, you know, a lot of people were vindicated and there was kind of that spirit of we were right. And, you know, it was very jovial. It was um, it was also like the the most beautiful day weather wise. Like it was non non English. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And I'm like walking home because it was so night nice, or walking back to the hotel and like three different people stopped me and like asked me for directions and places to go. And I'm like, dude, I'm wearing a USA soccer jersey. Like, <laughs> but you think I'm here. OK, well, maybe if I ever have to flee the country, maybe maybe I'll resettle in Liverpool. Um, no, I, I would go with the Rose Bowl like they're because the Rose Bowl is I mean, it's true that. In the end, it's not about where you are, but who you're with that matters. But in terms of where you are, I can't think of a more beautiful, the mountains, the San Gabriels, the the sunset, the palm trees. And just the fact that us being, you know, Illinois grads, like we, we know the Rose Bowl isn't like a place that you, it's more than just a place you can visit or go. Like you have to earn your way there. Right. And with with New Year's Day, when it's you know fifteen degrees here and it's seventy five out there, and you it's got a the hope of you got a cool parade and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, what about food? What stadium, you know, U.S. Cellular or whatever it's now, Guaranteed Rate Field has great food. But stadium wise, food wise, like where uh, where could you cater your wedding from with the food at a, at a stadium? Like what's the, what stadium has the best food? Oh, it reminds me, um, like, there's another Simpsons reference where uh, Principal Skinner talks about trying to find um, the combination of, of the soup he was fit, he was fed when he was, when he was in a prisoner camp in Vietnam. He's like, <laughs> I went, he's like, I went mad here in the States trying to find the recipe, but they just can't get the spices right. <laughs> that is me trying to find Camden Yard's Crab and Brie bisque. Ooh, oh. sounds, I, I've been to Cabin Yards. I didn't have. I had the wow, boog, that sounds good. I had the Boog Powell ribs. I think I had there, which were very good as well. But yeah, that sounds great. Oh, I love the Boog the Boog Powell barbecue. That was good stuff. But yeah, I tried to like make it myself, and I'm like, this is like a 13 hour process, and 
Now I would never get, I, I would never get the uh, concoction right. So, you know, someday hopefully I could have it shipped to me or something. Well, if one of our listeners from Baltimore that might be <laughs> yep. that might be working we wouldn't at the say camp, no. we will we'll hear it. Hey, interview you've you've interviewed hundreds of athletes and coaches and uh, anyone that comes to mind that was a either like a really great engaging interview or just a god awful horrible interview. Uh, much like maybe the one that we're giving to you right now, <laughs> uh, um, you know, or any press conferences that yeah, that you know that that are memorable for maybe not the reasons that they should be, you know, uh, anything that comes to your mind. Uh, do you want to start with uh, good news or bad news, like worst or best first? I'm a half empty guy, so let's go. Let's worst. go. Let's worst. go worst. Let's first. go worst. We could even blow off the good. <laughs> well, I would say Bobby Knight. Um, oh, yeah when I've been doing like the circuit, uh, talking about the book, when I, when I uh, do the talk shows talking about the book, a lot of people go straight to this chapter and that's with good reason. Cause they can relate. Cause it had just talk about staying on brand and every cliche. Yeah. When, when I caught up to him, there were a bunch of military guys surrounding him and they're like, you're such a great man, Mr. Knight. <laughs> I'm like, please save that for someone who's actually seen combat, who's actually been in the service. Well, he threw a chair once, so it was that was kind of combat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. The the demilitarized zone of <laughs> yeah, West Lafayette. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so he um I just was like, actually this was a day where Patino skipped media for no reason given and i'm like I, I need to get something more out of this and he let me have one question as i walked with him and when i tried to ask a second question he's like yeah you had enough there pal and he <laughs> hit me across the back Whoa. wow and it was a, i mean it's bobby knight so you can't really say it's a friendly pat on the back and you know he is like six five or whatever yeah did it hurt yeah, it did. Yeah. It hurt a little bit. Oh, it, it, it did. We're going to so track I him was, down and take care of this yeah, for you, Hashtag Paul. me too, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. I, I, so what's your worst interview? Ah, oh, the one where I got physically assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> that herniated a disc. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we go, I got to get I gotta get this question out to you because I, I you are a frequent guest on CLTV. Which is Chicago Lands? Uh, it's a Tribune All Chicago News Network, and yesterday they announced that they're shutting the whole network down. Uh, it's been around for you know twenty plus years. What are your thoughts, feelings? Do you have any insights into that? Uh, having been on that uh, station so many times, yeah. I, every time I've been on that station, it's been an honor and a privilege. I have a great, great time. Um, I'm friends with some people who work there. <laughs> Uh, Jared Payton is, I mean, he's everybody's best friend. Whenever you're around him, anyone in the room is, is the coolest person on earth when you're with that guy. From what I know, the, the people I know will be absorbed in WGN. Most will be. And I've asked them about what their roles and I, they, either they cannot say because all the answers I've gotten were kind of vague or they honestly don't know at this point. Yeah. And reading the stories, you're not going to get any insight because there was a lot of like corporate speak and cliches and I'm just like, ah, no, I'm getting a headache. Right. No, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it a lot. Like, I think it's great that you have something that hyper local and 
The best thing I could say is that maybe the power of WGN, it's still being the brand that it is, maybe there's going to be some kind of like reincarnation because we we need uh, like they have politics tonight that's a great show they have uh the restaurant show chicago's best and cltv sports feed is we need a cltv sports feed and hopefully they'll come up with something like that and hopefully they'll take what is there in cltv and rebrand it or retool it i i mean i don't know how they can get i mean it was profitable and it's something everybody everybody needs traffic and weather so yeah i'm i'm really shocked to hear that all right paul where can people find you give us uh the full uh the full plug all right so the book no i can't get you free tickets lessons learned from a life in the sports media industry um it's been up there on the amazon sales chart a lot in the sports industry although i know no one outside of authors actually cares or knows about the amazon sales rank (laughs) that's true (laughs) you know and i'm holding your book and it's on a nice 60 pound cream i told you i used to sell paper yeah we're publishers paul text on a nice 60 pound cream offset we know know some things about books yeah you know when i interviewed martellus bennett and he was plugging his kids book he went on and on about how great the paper was and how much he loved that okay he's our next guest (laughs) we're just gonna talk paper with him (laughs) but no um the the book is a collection of some of the best articles that i've done uh for red eye i wrote for chicago tribune red eye for a few years uh the sportsbank.net um, also known as the bank dot news. I have that domain name, which is well. one of my favorite places to read. You you are one of the uh, one of the best uh, American soccer writers. So props to you on that. Thanks. Yeah, I've I, I found a lane. I found yeah. there, there's there's not many Americans who do soccer, and, and the ones that do, um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's a niche. I can actually. It's so hard to get scoops these days, but True. an American getting soccer stuff, I, I've been able to do that with Pelusic a few times and stuff. And, uh, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, you're also on a podcast? Yes. Um, I also co-host Let's Get Weird Sports with my good buddy Travis Miller. Travis Miller runs Hammer and Rails, which is SB Nation's Purdue site. And we do kind of... Um, it's not it's not just it's not Purdue stuff that we do. We do kind of like 30 for 30 meets American greed meets drunk history. Oh, there you go. So that's podcast, baby. You can do is, anything you want. One of those things that is. And now you're on Minutia Man with okay. Rick and Dave. Probably yeah. a pretty big awesome. Thrill. Oh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Paul M. Banks, too. OK, everything. All right. There. One quick question. Ten seconds. Who's going to have a better record? White Sox or Cubs next year? White Sox. <laughs> All right. So we're not going to be airing this interview, Paul. Um, <laughs> uh, but we do appreciate you coming on very much, uh, and uh, and we wish you the best. I know you've had some health issues. I hope everything is is uh, going well for you in that regard. And, and Definitely. A, and a very happy uh, new year to you, too. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me, guys, and happy holidays to the both of you. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you go. Put the mortgage on uh, those football teams that he yeah. actually didn't give any winners. He didn't pick winners, really. I think he did pick LSU, right? Okay. Uh, Put the mortgage to... on LSU. Okay, so that's uh, that's where the money goes. Um, hey, before uh, we yeah. close, I want to offer our condolences to 
uh, the Redmond family, Cindy Redmond. Yes. Her father passed away. She's a good friend of ours, and we are wishing nothing but uh, love and light to to the Redmond family. Yes, very much so. Uh, If you uh, like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, um, I picked out the wrong... uh, the wrong thing here. My well, we only do this cheap. every week, right? Okay, what do you got here? Okay, that's your shopping list. Oh my God, that's a pic- that's a piece of paper that you're just writing your name over and over again with hearts and microphones next to you. Here's the- what I really want to do. I just want to give special thanks to okay. our executive producer Tony Lasana with Opi Shows. I love Dave. What's this? Your little doodles with hearts and everything. That's really nice. Rick plus Dave equals love. <laughs> TLF. Opie best friends forever opi is hippo backwards o-p-p-i-h shows.com we're distributed by ed silla with the radio misfits great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we'll be back again next year yes 2020 baby and with another episode of minutia men the proceeding was a presentation of opi productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com thank you this has been a presentation of opi productions tony can you shut up this week on the minutia men celebrity interview in studio with jim peterick listen to that guitar is that rick or jim peterick <laughs> That's next time on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications. From bandstand to gaga, let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv. <laughs> a lot of anchors do that. <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. Are you ready? Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's do it again. What? That wasn't good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent. I'm Dave Stern from Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Please join me on the Island of Radio Misfits Holiday Special. Coming this holiday season to opishows.com.